Sahih Muslim. This is a collection of hadith by Imam Muslim. The English translation is by Nasiruddin al Khattab. This audio is narrated by QNS Academy. The Book of Zakat. Chapter On. There is no zakat due on less than five wasq. It was narrated from Abu Sa'id al-Khudri that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, There is no sadaqah, zakat, due on less than five wasq, and there is no sadaqah due on less than five camels, and there is no sadaqah due on less than five uqiyya. A similar report, as in number 2263, was narrated from Amr bin Yahya with this chain. It was narrated that Yahya bin Umara said, I heard Abu Sa'id al-Khudri say, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, gestured with his hand, holding up five fingers. Then he mentioned a hadith similar to that of Ibn Uyayna, number 2263. It was narrated that Yahya bin Umara said, I heard Abu Sa'id al-Khudri say, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, there is no sadaqah due on less than five wasq. There is no sadaqah due on less than five camels. And there is no sadaqah due on less than five uqiyah. It was narrated that Abu Sa'id al-Khudri said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, There is no sadaqah due on less than five wasq of dates or grains. It was narrated from Abu Sa'id al-Khudri that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, there is no sadaqah due on grains or dates unless they reach five wasq, and there is no sadaqah on less than five camels, and there is no sadaqah on less than five uqiyah. A hadith similar to that of Ibn Mahdi, number 2268, was narrated from Ismail bin Umayyah with this chain. A hadith similar to that of Ibn Mahdi Yahya bin Adam, number 2268, was narrated from Ismail bin Umayyah with this chain, except that instead of dates, tumr, he said produce, thumr. It was narrated from Jabir bin Abdullah that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, There is no sadaqah on less than five uqiyah of silver. There is no sadaqah on less than five head of camels. And there is no sadaqah on less than five wasq of dates. Chapter On on what one-tenth or half of one-tenth is due? Jabir bin Abdullah narrated that he heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, say, On that which is irrigated by rivers and rain, one-tenth is due, and on that which is artificially irrigated, half of one-tenth. Chapter On The Muslim is not obliged to give zakat on his slave nor his horse. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The Muslim is not obliged to give sadaqah on his slave nor his horse. It was narrated from Abu Huraira, from the Prophet, peace be upon him, The Muslim is not obliged to give sadaqah on his slave nor his horse. A similar report, as in number 2274, was narrated from Abu Huraira, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Iraq bin Malik said, I heard Abu Huraira narrate that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, No sadaqah is due for a slave except sadaqat al-futr. Chapter on Paying or Withholding Zakat 
It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, sent Umar to collect sadaqah. And it was said that Ibn Jamil, Khalid bin Al-Walid, and Al-Abbas, the paternal uncle of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, withheld it. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The only reason for Ibn Jamil's resentment is that he was poor, then Allah made him rich. As for Khalid, you are being unfair to Khalid, for he is keeping his weapons and supplies for jihad, for the cause of Allah. As for Al-Abbas, I will pay his zakat, and the same again. Then he said, O Umar, do you not realize that a man's paternal uncle is like a father? Chapter On Zakat al-Fitr is due from the Muslims in the form of dates and barley. It was narrated from Ibn Umar that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, enjoined Zakat al-Fitr upon the people, a sa'a of dates or a sa'a of barley, upon everyone, free or slave, male or female, among the Muslims. It was narrated that Ibn Umar said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, enjoined Zakat al-Fitr upon the people, a saw of dates or a saw of barley, upon everyone, slave or free, young or old. It was narrated that Ibn Umar said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, enjoined the sadaqah of Ramadan upon free and slave, male and female, a saw of dates or a saw of barley. He said, So the people considered that half a saw of wheat is equal to it. It was narrated from Nafa that Abdullah bin Umar said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, ordered that Zakat al-Fitr be paid, a saw of dates or a saw of barley. Ibn Umar said, Then the people made its equivalent two mud of wheat. It was narrated from Abdullah bin Umar that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, enjoined Zakat al-Fitr after Ramadan upon every Muslim, free or slave, man or woman, young or old, a saw of dates or a saw of barley. It was narrated from Iyad bin Abdullah bin Sa'ad bin Abi Sarh that he heard Abu Sa'id al-Khudri say, We used to pay zakat al-fitr, one saw of wheat, or one saw of barley, or one saw of dates, or one saw of cottage cheese, or one saw of raisins. It was narrated that Abu Sa'id al-Khudri said, When the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was among us, we used to pay zakat al-fitr on behalf of everyone, young and old. Free and slave, a saw of wheat, or a saw of cottage cheese, or a saw of barley, or a saw of dates, or a saw of raisins. We continued to pay that until Muawiyah bin Abi Sufyan came to us for Hajj or Umrah and addressed the people from the member. Among the things that he said to the people was, I think that two mud of wheat of a sham are equivalent to a saw of dates. And the people adopted that. Abu Sa'id said, As for me, I will continue to pay it as I used to pay it for as long as I live. Iyad bin Abdullah bin Sa'id bin Abi Sarh narrated that he heard Abu Sa'id al-Khudri say, While the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was among us, we would pay zakat al-futr on behalf of everyone, young and old, free and slave, of three types. A saw of dates, a saw of cottage cheese, or a saw of barley. We continued to pay it like that until Muawiyah came and he thought that two mud of wheat were equivalent to a saw of dates. Abu Sa'id said, As for me, I will continue to pay it like that. It was narrated that Abu Sa'id al-Khudri said, We used to pay zakat al-Fitr with three types, 
cottage cheese, dates, and barley. It was narrated from Abu Sa'id al-Khudri that when Muawiyah made half of a saw of wheat equivalent to a saw of dates, Abu Sa'id rejected that and said, I will not pay it except in the form I used to pay it at the time of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. A saw of dates, or a saw of raisins, or a saw of barley, or a saw of cottage cheese. Chapter on The Command to Pay Zakat al-Futr Before the Prayer It was narrated from Ibn Umar that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, commanded that Zakat al-Futr be paid before the people went out to the prayer. It was narrated from Abdullah bin Umar that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, commanded that Zakat al-Futr be paid before the people went out to the prayer. Chapter on The Sin of One Who Withholds Zakat Abu Huraira narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, There is no owner of gold or silver who does not pay what is due on them, but when the day of resurrection comes, there will be beaten out for him plates of fire, which will be heated in the fire of hell, and his sides, forehead, and back will be branded with them. Every time they cool down, they will be reheated for him, on a day the length of which is as fifty thousand years, until judgment is passed among the people. Then he will be shown his path, either to paradise or to hell. It was said, O Messenger of Allah, what about camels? He said, There is no owner of camels who does not pay what is due on them, which includes milking them on the day when they are brought to water. But when the day of resurrection comes, a vast plain will be spread out for them, and the whole herd will be gathered, and not a single young camel will be missing. They will trample him with their hooves, and bite him with their mouths. And every time the first one of them is passed, the last of them will return, on a day the length of which is as fifty thousand years, until judgment is passed among the people. Then he will be shown the path, either to paradise or to hell. It was said, O Messenger of Allah, what about the cattle and sheep? He said, There is no owner of cattle or sheep who does not pay what is due on them, but when the day of resurrection comes, a vast plain will be spread out for them, and the whole herd will be gathered, and not one of them will be missing. And there will be none with twisted horns, missing horns, or broken horns. They will gore him with their horns and trample him with their hooves. Every time the first one of them has passed, the last of them will return, on a day the length of which is as fifty thousand years, until judgment is passed among the people. Then he will be shown his path, either to paradise or to hell. It was said, O Messenger of Allah, what about the horses? He said, Horses are of three types, those which are a burden for a man, those which are a shield for him, and those which are a source of reward. As for those which are a burden, a man keeps them to show off and to oppose the people of Islam. They are a burden of sin for him. As for those which are a shield for a man, he keeps them for jihad, for the cause of Allah and he does not forget the rights of Allah concerning their backs and their necks, they will be a shield for him. As for those which bring reward to a man, he keeps them for the people of Islam for the cause of Allah in a meadow or a field. They do not eat anything from the meadow or field, but it will be recorded for him as hasanat, good deeds, however much they eat. And their dung and urine will be recorded for him as hasanat. If they break their halters and run away over one or two hills, Allah will record the number of their hoof marks on dung for him as hasanat. 
If their owner takes them to a river and they drink from it, even though he did not intend to give them water, Allah will record the amount they drank for him as hasanat. It was said, O Messenger of Allah, what about donkeys? He said, Nothing has been revealed to me about donkeys except this comprehensive verse. So whosoever does good equal to the weight of an atom or a small ant shall see it. And whosoever does evil equal to the weight of an atom or a small ant shall see it. Quran Surah Al-Zalzalah Chapter 99 Verse 7 and 8 A hadith similar to that of Hafs bin Maisara, number 2290, was narrated from Zayd bin Aslam with this chain, except that he did not say, There is no owner of camels who does not pay what is due on them. And he mentioned, And not a single young camel will be missing. And he said, His sides, forehead, and back will be branded with them. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, There is no owner of wealth who does not pay zakat on it, but his wealth will be heated for him in the fire of hell, and made into plates, with which his sides and forehead will be branded, until Allah passes judgment among his slaves, on a day the length of which will be fifty thousand years. Then he will be shown his path, either to paradise or to hell. There is no owner of camels who does not pay zakat on them, but a vast plain will be spread out for them and the whole herd will be gathered and they will be made to walk over him. Every time the last of them has passed, the first of them will return, until Allah passes judgment among his slaves, on a day the length of which will be fifty thousand years. Then he will be shown his path either to paradise or to hell. There is no owner of sheep who does not pay zakat on them, but a vast plain will be spread out for them and the whole herd will be gathered. They will trample him with their hooves and gore him with their horns, and there will be none among them with twisted horns or missing horns. Every time the last of them has passed, the first of them will return, until Allah passes judgment among his slaves, on a day the length of which will be fifty thousand years by your reckoning. Then he will be shown his path either to paradise or to hell. Suhail, one of the narrators, said, I do not know whether he mentioned the cattle or not. They said, What about horses, O Messenger of Allah? He said, There is goodness in the forelocks of horses, or goodness is tied to their forelocks. Suhail said, I am not sure, until the day of resurrection. Horses are of three types. They may bring reward to a man, or be a shield for him, or be a burden for him. As for those who bring reward to him, he keeps them for the sake of Allah and prepares them for jihad. Nothing goes into their stomachs, but Allah writes down reward for him. If he grazes them in a field, they do not eat anything, but Allah writes down reward for him. If he gives them water to drink from a river, for every drop that disappears into their stomachs, there is reward for him, until he mentioned the reward for the urine and dung. If they run away over one or two hills, for every step they take, there is reward. As for those which are a shield for a man, he keeps them as a source of dignity and honor, but he does not forget their rights with regard to their backs and stomachs, both at times of hardship and times of ease. As for those which are a burden, he keeps them for reasons of pride and arrogance and to show off to people. That is the one for whom they are a burden. They said, What about donkeys, O Messenger of Allah? He said, Allah has not revealed to me anything concerning them except this comprehensive verse. So whosoever does good equal to the weight of an atom or a small ant shall see it. And whosoever does evil equal to the weight of an atom or a small ant shall see it. 
Quran Surah Al-Zalzala, Chapter 99, Verse 7 and 8. It was narrated from Suhail with this chain, a similar hadith. Rawh bin al-Qasim narrated to us, Suhail bin Abi Salah narrated to us with this chain, a similar hadith 2292. And he said, Instead of twisted horns, broken horns. And he said, His sides and back will be branded with them. And he did not mention his forehead. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, If a man does not fulfill the rights of Allah or pay zakat on his camels, and he quoted a hadith similar to that of Suhail from his father, hadith number 2294. Jabir bin Abdullah al-Ansari said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, There is no owner of camels who does not do what he is obliged to concerning them, but they will come on the day of resurrection, as great in number as they ever were, and he will sit for them on a vast plain, and they will trample him with their feet and hooves. There is no owner of cattle who does not do what he is obliged to concerning them, but they will come on the day of resurrection, as great in number as they ever were, and he will sit for them on a vast plain, and they will gore him with their horns and trample him with their feet. There is no owner of sheep who does not do what he is obliged to concerning them, but they will come on the day of resurrection, as great in number as they ever were, and he will sit for them on a vast plain, and they will gore him with their horns and trample them with their feet, and there will not be among them any that is hornless or that has broken horns. There is no owner of treasure who does not do what he is obliged to concerning it, but his treasure will come on the day of resurrection like a bald-headed chujah, pursuing him with its mouth open. When it approaches him, he will flee from it, and it will be called out to him, Take your wealth that you used to hide, for I have no need of it. When he realizes that there is no escape from it, he will put his hand in its mouth, and it will bite it like a male camel. The word chujah means hydra or serpent. They say it means a male snake that is either bald or white-headed due to its poison. Abu Zubair, one of the narrators, said, I heard Ubaid bin Umair say this. Then when we asked Jabir ibn Abdullah about that, and he said the same as Ubaid bin Umair had said. And Abu Zubair said, I heard Ubaid bin Umair say, A man said, O Messenger of Allah, what are the duties regarding camels? He said, Milking them when they are brought to water. Lending their buckets, lending the stallion for mating, lending them to other to benefit from their milk and hair, and providing them as mounts for jihad, for the cause of Allah. It was narrated from Jabir bin Abdullah that the Prophet peace be upon him said, There is no owner of camels, cattle, or sheep who does not pay what he is obliged to with regard to them, but he will be made to sit for them on the day of resurrection in a vast plain, and those that have hooves will trample him with their hooves and those that have horns will gore him with their horns, and there will not be any among them in that day that are hornless or have broken horns. We said, O Messenger of Allah, what is he obliged to do with regard to them? He said, Lending the stallion for mating, lending their buckets, lending them to other to benefit from their milk and hair, milking them when they are brought to water, and providing them as mounts for jihad, for the cause of Allah. And there is no owner of wealth who does not pay zakat for it, but it will be turned into a bald-headed chujah on the day of resurrection, which will pursue its owner wherever he goes. He will be fleeing from it, and it will be said, This is your wealth with which you were stingy. When he sees that there is no escape from it, he will put his hand in its mouth, and it will start biting like a male camel. Like
Chapter on Pleasing the Su'a Zakat Collectors It was narrated that Jarir bin Abdullah said, Some Bedouin people came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and said, Some of the zakat collectors came to us, and they are unfair to us. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Please your zakat collectors. Jarir said, No zakat collector ever left me, after I heard this from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, but he was pleased with me. A similar report, as number 2298, was narrated from Muhammad bin Abi Ismail with this chain. Chapter on Severe Punishment for the One Who Does Not Pay Zakat It was narrated that Abu Dhar said, I came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, while he was sitting in the shade of the Kaaba, and when he saw me, he said, They are the losers by the Lord of the Kaaba. I came and sat down. But it was not long before I got up and said, O Messenger of Allah, may my father and mother be ransomed for you. Who are they? He said, They are the ones who have the most wealth, except for those who do like this, and like this, and like this. And he gestured in front of him, and behind him, and to his right, and to his left. And how few they are. And there is no owner of camels, cattle, or sheep who does not pay zakat due on them. But they will come on the day of resurrection as big and as fat as they ever were, and they will gore him with their horns and trample him with their hooves. And every time the last of them moves away, the first of them will come back to him until the judgment is passed among the people. It was narrated that Abu Dhar said, I came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, when he was sitting in the shade of the Kaaba, and he mentioned a hadith similar to that of Waqia, number 2300. Except that, he said, By the one in whose hand is my soul, there is no man on earth who dies, leaving behind camels or cattle or sheep, on which he did not pay zakat. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, I would not like to have gold the likes of Uhud mountain, and the third day comes and I have a dinar of it left, apart from a dinar that I have put aside to pay a debt that I owe. Abu Huraira narrated a similar report as number 2302 from the Prophet peace be upon him. Chapter on Encouragement to Give Charity It was narrated that Abu Dhar said, I was walking with the Prophet peace be upon him in the Harra of Al-Madina one afternoon, and we were looking at Uhud Mountain. The Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said to me, O Abu Dhar, I said, here I am at your service, O Messenger of Allah. He said, I would not like to have this Uhud of gold. And the third night comes and I have a dinar left of it, except a dinar that I put aside for debt, without giving it to the slaves of Allah like this. And he gestured in front of him, and like this, to his right, and like this, to his left. Then we walked on and he said, O Abu Dhar, I said, Here I am at your service, O Messenger of Allah. He said, Those who have the most will have the least on the day of resurrection, except those who do like this, and like this, and like this. And he gestured as he had done the first time. Then we walked on, and he said, O Abu Dhar, stay where you are, until I come to you. He set off until he disappeared from me, and I heard a voice and a sound. I said, Perhaps something has happened to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and I thought of following him. Then I remembered what he had said. Do not leave until I come to you. 
So I waited for him, and when he came back, I told him what I had heard. He said, That was Jibreel, peace be upon him, who came to me and said, Whoever among your ummah dies not associating anything with Allah will enter paradise. I said, Even if he commits zina and steals? He said, Even if he commits zina and steals. It was narrated that Abu Dhar said, I went out one night and saw the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, walking alone, and there was no one with him. I thought that he did not want anyone to walk with him, so I started walking in the shade, away from the moonlight. Then he turned and saw me, and said, Who is this? I said, Abu Dhar, may Allah cause me your ransom. He said, O Abu Dhar, come here. So I walked with him for a while, then he said, Those who have the most will have the least on the day of resurrection, except the one to whom Allah gives good things and he spends them right and left, in front of him and behind him, and does good with them. I walked with him for a while, and then he said, Sit here. He sat me down in an open space, which was surrounded by rocks, and he said to me, Sit here until I come back to you. Then he set off in the Harra until I could no longer see him. And he stayed away from me for a long time. Then I heard him as he was coming back, saying, Even if he steals or commits zina. When he came, I could not wait, and I said, O Prophet of Allah, may Allah cause me to your ransom. To whom were you speaking at the edge of the Harra? I did not hear anyone responding to you. He said, That was Jibreel, peace be upon him, who appeared to me at the edge of the Harra, and said, Give your ummah the glad tidings that whoever dies, not associating anything with Allah, will enter paradise. I said, O Jibreel, even if he steals or commits zina. He said, Yes. I said, Even if he steals and commits zina. He said, Yes. I said, Even if he steals and commits zina. He said, Yes. And even if he drinks alcohol. Chapter On Stern warning concerning those who hoard wealth. It was narrated that Al-Ahnaf bin Qais said, I arrived in Al-Madinah, and while I was in a circle that included some leaders of the Quraysh, a man came with coarse clothes, a coarse body, and a coarse face. He stood in front of them and said, Give tidings to the hoarders of stones heated in the fire of hell, and placed on the nipple of one of them until it comes out from his shoulder bone and placed on his shoulder bone until it comes out from his nipple, and he will tremble. He said, The people hung their heads, and I did not see any one of them responding to him at all. He turned and left, and I followed him until he sat down by a pillar. I said, I think that these people did not like what you said to them. He said, They do not understand anything. My beloved Abu Qasim, peace be upon him, called me, and I responded. And he said, Do you see Uhud Mountain? I looked and saw the sun shining, and I thought that he was going to send me on an errand. I said, I can see it. He said, I would not like to have its equivalent in gold without spending all of it except for three dinar. But these people gather worldly wealth and do not understand anything. I said, What is the matter with you and your brothers of Quraysh, that you do not ask them for anything and do not get any help from them? He said, No, by your Lord, I will not ask them for any worldly matter, nor will I consult them about any religious matter, until I meet Allah and his messenger. It was narrated that Al-Ahnaf bin Qais said, I was with a group of the Quraysh when Abu Dhar passed by saying, 
Give tidings to the hoarders of a branding iron on their backs that will come out from their sides, and a branding iron at the back of their necks that will come out from their foreheads. Then he went away and sat down. I said, Who is that? They said, That is Abu Dhar. I got up and went to him and said, What did I hear you say just now? He said, I did not say anything that I did not hear from their prophet peace be upon him. I said, What do you say about this gift? He said, Take it, for it is a help today. But if it is at the expense of your religious commitment, then leave it. Chapter On Encouragement to Spend and Glad Tidings of Compensation for the One Who Spends on Good Deeds It was narrated from Abu Hurairah that the Prophet peace be upon him said, Allah, may he be blessed and exalted, says, O son of Adam, spend, and I shall spend on you. And he said, The right hand of Allah is full and overflowing, and nothing of that diminishes due to the night and the day. Footnote. And it is also possible that the meaning is, overflowing by night and by day. It was narrated that Hammam bin Munabbih, the brother of Wahb bin Munabbih, said, This is what Abu Hurairah narrated to us from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And he mentioned a number of ahadith, including the following. And he said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Allah said to me, Spend, and I shall spend on you. And the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The right hand of Allah is full and overflowing, night and day. Do you not see what he has spent since he created the heavens and the earth? But what is in his right hand is not diminished. He said, And his throne is over the water, and with his other hand is Al-Qabd, and he raises and lowers. Footnote Al-Qabd, the grasp. It is said that its meaning is death, and it is said that it is an expression that refers to the decrees of what will be provided. Since in another narration it is, in his hands is the balance. Chapter On The Virtue of Spending on One's Family and Slaves and the Sin of the One Who Neglects Them or Withholds Maintenance from Them It was narrated that Thauban said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The best dinar that a man spends is a dinar that he spends on his family and a dinar that a man spends on his mount in the cause of Allah and a dinar that he spends on his companions in the cause of Allah. Abu Qilaba said, He started with the family, and Abu Qilaba said, What man is greater in reward than a man who spends on young dependents and protects them from resorting to unlawful deeds, or Allah benefits them through him and makes them independent of means? It was narrated that Abu Hurairah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, A dinar that you spend in the cause of Allah, A dinar that you spend to free a slave, a dinar that you give in charity to a needy person, and a dinar that you spend on your family, the greatest of them in reward, is the one that you spend on your family. It was narrated that Khaythama said, We were sitting with Abdullah bin Amr when a steward of his came in, and he said, Have you given the slaves their provision of food? He said, No. He said, Go and give it to them. He said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, It is sufficient sin for a man to withhold provision of food from the one whose provision he controls. Chapter On Starting with oneself, then one's family, then one's relatives, when spending. It was narrated that Jabir said, 
A man from Banu Udra declared that a slave of his would be set free upon his death. That is, he agreed to set free his slave through the practice of tadbir. News of that reached the Prophet peace be upon him, and he said, Do you have any other wealth? He said, No. He said, Who will buy him from me? Nu'aym bin Abdullah al-Adawi bought him for 800 dirham. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, brought the money and gave it to him. Then he said, Start with yourself and give charity to yourself. If there is anything left over, then give to your family. If there is anything left over from your family, then give to your relatives. If there is anything left over from your relatives, then spend it like this and like this, meaning in front of you and to your right and to your left. It was narrated from Jabir that a man from among the Ansar, who was called Abu Madhkur, declared that a slave of his who was called Yaqub would be set free after he died. And he quoted a hadith like that of Al-Layth, number 2313. Chapter On The Virtue of Spending and Giving Charity to Relatives, Spouses, Children and Parents, Even if They Are Idolaters Anas bin Malik said, Abu Talha was the wealthiest of the Ansar in Al-Madinah, and the most beloved of his property to him was a garden called Bayraha, which was opposite the masjid. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to enter it and drink fresh water there. Anas said, When this verse, By no means shall you attain al-bir, was revealed. Quran, Surah Ali Imran, Chapter 3, Verse 92. Abu Talha got up and went to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and said, Allah, the mighty and sublime, says in his book, By no means shall you attain al-bir. Quran, Surah Ali Imran, Chapter 3, Verse 92 The dearest of my property to me is by Raha' and it is charity that I give for the sake of Allah, hoping that its reward will be stored up with Allah. Dispose of it, O Messenger of Allah, as you wish. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Well done, that is a profitable deal, that is a profitable deal. I have heard what you say, and I think that you should share it among your relatives. So Abu Talha divided it among his relatives and his cousins. It was narrated that Anas said, When this verse was revealed, By no means shall you attain al-bir. Quran Surat Ali Imran Chapter 3 Verse 92 Abu Talha said, I see that our Lord is asking us for some of our wealth. Bear witness, O Messenger of Allah, that I am giving my land by Raha' for the sake of Allah. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Give it to your relatives. So he shared it between Hassan bin Thabit and Ubay bin Ka'b. It was narrated from Maimuna bin Talharith that she set free a slave girl at the time of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and mentioned that to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, who said, If you had given her to your maternal uncles, that would have brought you a greater reward. It was narrated that Zainab, the wife of Abdullah, said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, O women, give in charity, even if it is some of your jewelry. So I went back to Abdullah and I said, You are a man of little wealth, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, has commanded us to give charity. Go to him and ask him if it will be sufficient for me to give it to you. Otherwise, I will give it to someone else. Abdullah said to me, No, you go. So I went, 
And there was a woman from among the Ansar at the door of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, who had come to ask the same thing. We felt too shy to speak to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. Then Bilal came out and we said to him, Go to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and tell him that there are two women at the door who want to ask him, Will it be sufficient for them to give charity to their husbands and to the orphans who are under their care? But do not tell him who we are. Bilal went in to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and asked him. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Who are they? He said, An Ansari woman and Zainab. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Which Zainab? He said, The wife of Abdullah. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to him, They will have two rewards, the reward for upholding ties of kinship and the reward of giving charity. A similar report was narrated from Amr bin al-Harith, from Zainab, the wife of Abdullah. She said, I was in the masjid, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, saw me and said, Give in charity, even if it is some of your jewelry. And he quoted a hadith similar to that of Abu al-Ahwas, number 2318. It was narrated that Umm Salama said, I said, O Messenger of Allah, Will I have any reward for spending on the sons of Abu Salama? I spend on them, and I am not going to forsake them, for they are my sons too. He said, Yes, you will have a reward for what you spend on them. A similar report, as number 2320, was narrated from Hisham bin Urwa, with the same chain. It was narrated from Abu Mas'ud al-Badri, that the Prophet peace be upon him said, if a Muslim spends on his family, seeking reward for that with Allah, then it will be charity on his part. It was narrated from Shaba, a hadith similar to 2322, with the same chain. It was narrated that Asma' said, I said, O Messenger of Allah, my mother has come to me, and she is wanting, or afraid. Should I uphold ties of kinship with her? He said, Yes. Footnote See hadith number 2325, as the doubt in this one is from the narrator, and the second explains the meaning. It was narrated that Asma' bint Abi Bakr said, I said, O Messenger of Allah, my mother has come to me, and she is an idolater. That was at the time of the peace treaty with the Quraysh. I consulted the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon you. My mother has come to me and she is expecting something. Should I uphold the ties of kinship with my mother? He said, Yes, uphold the ties of kinship with your mother. Chapter On Charity given on behalf of the deceased will reach him. It was narrated from Aisha that a man came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, O Messenger of Allah, my mother died suddenly and did not leave a will. I think that if she had been able to speak, she would have given charity. Will she have any reward if I give charity on her behalf? He said, yes. It was narrated from Hisham, a similar hadith as number 2326, with the same chain. In the hadith of Abu Usama, it says, she did not leave a will, as Ibn Bishr said, but the rest of them, the other narrators, did not say that. Chapter On the word charity, sadaqah, may apply to all good deeds, ma'roof. It was narrated from Hudayfa that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, 
Every good deed, ma'roof, is a charity. It was narrated from Abu Dhar that some of the companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him, said to the Prophet, peace be upon him, O Messenger of Allah, the rich people have taken all the reward. They offer salat as we offer salat, and they fast as we fast, but they give charity from their surplus wealth. He said, Has Allah not given you something with which you may do acts of charity? Every tasbihah is a charity. Every takbirah is a charity. Every tahmida is a charity. Every tahlila is a charity. Enjoining what is good is a charity. Forbidding what is evil is a charity. And the intimacy of one of you with his wife is a charity. They said, O Messenger of Allah, if one of us fulfills his desire, will he be rewarded for that? He said, Do you not see that if you did it in an unlawful manner, there would be a burden of sin on him for that? Similarly, if he does it in a lawful manner, he will be rewarded for it. Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Every son of Adam has been created with 360 joints. Whoever magnifies Allah, praises Allah, proclaims that there is none worthy of worship but Allah, glorifies Allah, asks Allah for forgiveness, removes a rock, a thorn, or a bone from the path of the people, enjoins what is good or forbids what is evil, the number of those 360 joints will walk that day having saved himself from the fire. Abu Tawbah said, perhaps he said, we'll reach the evening. Muawiyah narrated, my brother Zaid narrated a similar report as in number 2330 to us with this chain, except that he said, or enjoins what is good, and he said, he will reach the evening on that day. Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Every man has been created. A hadith similar to that of Muawiyah from Zayd, number 2330. And he said, He will walk that day. It was narrated from Sa'id bin Abi Burda, from his father, from his grandfather, that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Every Muslim must give charity. It was said, what if he cannot find anything to give? He said, Let him work with his hands and benefit himself and give charity. It was said, What if he cannot do that? He said, Let him assist the one who is in desperate need. It was said to him, What if he cannot do that? He said, Let him enjoin what is right or good. He said, What if he does not do that? He said, Let him refrain from doing evil and that is an act of charity. Shaba narrated a similar hadith as number 2333 with the same chain. Ma'mar bin Hammam bin Munabbih said, This is what Abu Huraira narrated from Muhammad the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he quoted a number of a hadith including the following. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Every joint of a person must perform an act of charity every day on which the sun rises. And he said, Reconciling fairly between two people is a charity. Helping a man onto his mount or lifting up his luggage onto it is a charity. A good word is charity. Every step you take walking to prayer is a charity. Removing a harmful thing from the road is a charity. Chapter On the one who spends and the one who withholds. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, 
The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, There is no day on which people wake up, but two angels come down, and one of them says, O Allah, give more to the one who spends. And the other says, O Allah, send destruction upon the one who withholds. Chapter On Encouragement to Give Charity Before There Is No One to Accept It Haritha bin Wahb said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, Give in charity, for soon a man will walk about with his charity, and the one to whom he wants to give it will say, If you had come to us yesterday, we would have accepted it, but now I have no need of it, and he will not find anyone to accept it. It was narrated from Abu Musa that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, There will come a time upon the people in which a man will go around with charity from gold, but he will not find anyone to take it from him. And a man will be seen being followed by forty women seeking his protection, because there will be so few men and so many women. According to the report of Ibn Barad, you will see a man. It was narrated from Abu Hurairah that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The hour will not begin until wealth increases and becomes abundant, and until a man will go out with the zakat of his wealth and will not find anyone to accept it from him, and until the land of the Arabs goes back to being meadows with rivers. It was narrated from Abu Hurairah that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The hour will not begin until wealth increases among you and becomes so abundant that a wealthy man will despair of finding someone to accept charity from him. A man will be called to it, and he will say, I have no need of it. It was narrated that Abu Hurairah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The earth will vomit out pieces of its liver, like columns of gold and silver. The murderer will come and will say, It was for this that I killed. The one who severed the ties of kinship will come and say, It was for this that I severed the ties of kinship. The thief will come and say, It was for this that my hand was cut off. Then they will leave it and not take anything from it. Chapter On Acceptance of Charity That Comes From Good, Tayyib Earnings, and the Growth Thereof Abu Hurairah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, no one gives charity earned from a good, tayyib source, and Allah does not accept anything but that which is good, tayyib. But the most merciful takes it in his right hand, even if it is a date, and it is tended in the hand of the most merciful until it becomes bigger than a mountain, as one of you tends his colt or young camel. It was narrated from Abu Hurairah that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, No one gives in charity a date earned from a good, source, but Allah takes it in his right hand and tends it as one of you tends his colt or young she-camel until it becomes like a mountain or bigger. It was narrated from Suhail with this chain, a similar hadith as number 2343. In the hadith of Rawah it says, earn from a good source and allocates it to the right place. In the hadith of Sulaiman it says, and allocates to its place. A hadith similar to that of Yaqub from Suhail, number 2343, was narrated from Abu Salah from Abu Hurairah. It was narrated that Abu Hurairah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, O people, Allah is tayyib, good, 
and does not accept anything but that which is good. Allah has enjoined upon the believers that which He has enjoined upon the messengers. He says, O you messengers, eat of the tayyibat, the lawful, and do righteous deeds. Verily, I am well acquainted with what you do. Quran Surah Al-Mu'minun Chapter 23 Verse 51 And He says, O you who believe, eat of the lawful things that we have provided you with. Quran Surah Al-Baqarah Chapter 2 Verse 172 Then he mentioned a man who has undertaken a lengthy journey and is disheveled and dusty, raising his hands towards heaven and saying, O Lord, O Lord, but his food is unlawful, his clothing is unlawful, and he is nourished with what is unlawful, so how can he receive a response? Chapter On Encouragement to Give Charity even if it is with half a date or a kind word, and charity is a shield against the fire. It was narrated that Adi bin Hatim said, I heard the Prophet peace be upon him say, Whoever among you can shield himself from the fire, even with half a date, let him do so. It was narrated that Adi bin Hatim said, The Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, There is no one among you whom Allah will not speak directly, with no interpreter between them, he will look into his right and will not see anything but what he had sent on before, and he will look to his left and will not see anything but what he had sent on before, and he will look in front of him and will not see anything but the fire right in front of his face. So protect yourselves from the fire, even if it is with half a date. Ibn Hudr added, Al-Amash said, Amr bin Murrah narrated a similar report to me from Khaythama, and he added, even if it is with a kind word. It was narrated that Adi bin Hatim said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, mentioned the fire, and he spoke in a very somber manner, and said, protect yourself from the fire. He spoke in such a somber manner that we thought that it was as if he was looking at it. Then he said, Protect yourself from the fire, even if it is with half a date, and whoever does not have that, then with a kind word. It was narrated from Adi bin Hatim that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, mentioned the fire and sought refuge with Allah from it. Then he turned his face away three times. Then he said, Protect yourself from the fire, even if it is with half a date, and if you do not have that, then with a kind word. It was narrated from Al-Mundir bin Jarir that his father said, We were with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, during the beginning of the day, when some people came who were barefoot and partially naked, wearing torn namiras or abayas, with their swords hanging from their necks. Most of them, if not all of them, were from Mudar. The expression of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, changed because of what he saw in them of poverty. He went in. Then he came out and ordered Bilal to call the Adhan and the Iqama. He prayed. Then he addressed the people and said, O mankind, be dutiful to your Lord, who created you from a single person, Adam. Until the end of the verse. Quran Surah An-Nisa, Chapter 4, Verse 1. And the verse in Al-Hashr. O you who believe, fear Allah and keep your duty to Him. And let every person look to what he has sent forth for the morrow. Quran Surah Al-Hashr, Chapter 59, Verse 18 So people gave dinar, dirham, 
clothing, a saw of wheat, and a saw of dates, mentioning examples until he said, and even half a date. Then a man from among the Ansar brought a money bag which his hands could hardly lift. In fact, he could not lift it. And the people came one after another until I saw two piles of food and clothing. And I saw the face of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, glistening like gold because of happiness. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever sets a good precedent in Islam will have a reward for that and the reward of those who do it after him without that detracting from their reward in the slightest. And whoever sets a bad precedent in Islam will bear the burden of sin for that and the burden of those who do it after him without that detracting from their burden in the slightest. Footnote 1 Namira, a type of wrap worn around the waist. Its plural is Namr. It is as if it refers to the colors of a Namr, leopard or tiger, because it contains white and black. Most of them are made of wool. Footnote 2 Abayez is a type of cloak. Al-Mundir bin Jarir narrated that his father said, We were with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, early one morning. A hadith like that of Ibn Jafar. In the hadith of Ibn Mu'adh, it adds, Then he prayed dhuhr, then he delivered a speech. It was narrated from Al-Mundir bin Jarir that his father said, I was sitting with the Prophet, peace be upon him, when some people came to him, wearing namiras, and he quoted the same hadith, number 2351. In it he said, Then he, peace be upon him, prayed dhuhr. Then he ascended a small mimbar, where he praised and glorified Allah. Then he said, To proceed, indeed Allah has revealed in his book, O mankind, be dutiful to your Lord, mentioning the verse. Quran, Surah An-Nisa, Chapter 4, Verse 1 It was narrated that Jarir bin Abdullah said, Some Bedouin people came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, wearing wool. Then he saw the bad state they were in, and that they were in need. And he quoted a similar hadith. Chapter On Carrying Goods for Payment and Giving Charity Out of One's Wages and the stern prohibition of belittling the one who gives something small in charity. It was narrated that Abu Mas'ud said, We were commanded to give charity, and we were bearers who carry goods for payment. Abu Aqil gave half a saw in charity, and someone brought more than that. The hypocrite said, Allah has no need of the charity of this man, and the other one only did it to show off. Then the following verse was revealed. Those who defame such of the believers who give charity voluntarily, and such who could not find to give charity except what is available to them. Quran, Surah At-Tawbah, Chapter 9, Verse 79 It was narrated from Shaba with this chain, a similar hadith as number 2355. In the hadith of Sa'id bin Arabiya, it says, We used to carry goods on our backs. Chapter on The Virtue of Giving Gifts It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Prophet peace be upon him said, Is there anyone who can lend a family a she-camel which will produce a large bowl of milk morning and evening, for the reward for that is great? It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Prophet peace be upon him forbade some things, and he mentioned certain characteristics. He said, 
Whoever lends a female animal will get reward in the morning and in the evening, when it is milked in the morning and when it is milked in the evening. Chapter on the likeness of the giver and the miser. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Prophet said, "The likeness of the one who spends and gives charity is that of a man who is wearing two cloaks or two coats of chain mail from his chest to his collarbone." When he wants to give in charity, it becomes expanded for him. But when the miser wants to spend, it contracts for him, and each ring grips its place. But for the giver, it expands until it covers his fingertips and erases his footsteps. Abu Huraira said, "He, peace be upon him, said, the miser tries to expand it, but will not expand." It was narrated that Abu Huraira said. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, likened the miser and the charity giver to two men who are wearing coats of mail, with their hands pressed to their chests and collar bones. Every time the giver gives charity, it expands for him until it covers his fingertips and erases his footsteps. But every time the miser tries to give charity, it contracts and every ring grips its place. He said. And I saw the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, gesture with his fingers at the neck of his garment, as if trying to expand it, but it would not expand. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, "The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, 'The likeness of the miser and the charity giver is that of two men wearing coats of mail. Every time the giver thinks of giving charity, it expands for him until it erases his footsteps.'" But when the miser thinks of giving charity, it contracts and presses his hands against his collarbone, and each ring clings to its place. He said, "And I heard the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, saying, 'He tries to expand it, but he cannot.'" Chapter on the confirmation of the reward of the one who gives charity, even if the charity ends up in the hands of an evil doer and the like. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Prophet peace be upon him said, "A man said, 'I am going to give charity tonight.' He went out with his charity and placed it in the hand of a prostitute. The next morning they said, 'Last night he gave charity to a prostitute.' He said, 'O、oh、Allah, praise be to you! I gave charity for a prostitute. I am going to give charity again.'" He went out with his charity and placed it in the hand of a rich man. The next morning they said, "Last night he gave charity to a rich man." He said, "O、oh、Allah, to you be praise! I gave charity for a rich man. I am going to give charity again." He went out with his charity and placed it in the hands of a thief. The next morning they said, "He gave charity to a thief." He said, "O、oh、Allah, to you be praise!" For I gave charity to a prostitute, a rich man, and a thief. It was said to him, "As for your charity, it has been accepted. As for the prostitute, perhaps it will be the cause of her refraining from fornication. As for the rich man, perhaps he will learn a lesson and spend from that which Allah has given him. And as for the thief, perhaps it will be the cause of his refraining from stealing." Chapter on. The reward of the trustworthy trustee, and if a woman gives charity from her husband's house without causing any damage, with his explicit or implicit permission, 
It was narrated from Abu Musa that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The trustworthy Muslim trustee who does as he is commanded, and sometimes he said, gives what he is commanded to give, giving it in full and willingly to those to whom he is commanded to give it, is one of the givers of charity. Footnote, Al-Khazan, one who stores something. It was narrated that Aisha said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, If a woman spends from the food that is in her house, without causing any damage, she will have the reward for what she spends, and her husband will have the reward for what he earned, and the trustee will have a similar reward, without their rewards detracting from one another. It was narrated from Mansur with this chain, a similar hadith as number 2365, and he said, from her husband's food. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, If a woman spends from her husband's house without causing any damage, she will have the reward for that, and he will have a similar reward for what he earned, and she will have a reward for what she spent, and the trustee will have a similar reward without the rewards being diminished in the slightest. A similar report as number 2366 was narrated from Al-Amash with this chain. Chapter on What a Slave Spends of His Master's Wealth It was narrated that Umair, the freed slave of Abu Lahm, said, I was a slave, and I asked the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, Can I give charity from the wealth of my master? He said, Yes and the reward will be shared equally between you. Umair, the freed slave of Abu Lahm, said, My master ordered me to cut some meat into stripes, and a poor person came to me, so I fed him some of it. My master found out about that and beat me. I went to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and told him about that, and he summoned him and said, Why did you beat him? He said, He gave my food without instructions from me. He said, The reward is shared between you. It was narrated that Hammam bin Munabbih said, This is what Abu Hurairah narrated from Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And he quoted a number of ahadith, including the following. And the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, No woman should fast while her husband is present without his permission, and she should not allow anyone supererogative fastings to enter his house while he is present without his permission, and whatever she spends from his earnings without instructions from him, half of the reward will go to him. Chapter on The Virtue of the One Who Does Other Kinds of Good Deeds in Addition to Giving Charity It was narrated from Abu Hurairah that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever gives a pair of anything in the cause of Allah he will be called in paradise, O slave of Allah, this is good. Whoever was one of the people of prayer will be called from the gate of prayer. Whoever was one of the people of jihad will be called from the gate of jihad. Whoever was one of the people of charity will be called from the gate of charity. Whoever was one of the people of fasting will be called from the gate of Arrayan. Abu Bakr Siddiq said, O Messenger of Allah, there is no need for anyone to be called from all these gates, but will anyone be called from all of them? 
The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Yes, and I hope that you will be one of them. A similar hadith, number 2371, was narrated from Az-Zuhri with the chain of Yunus. It was narrated from Abu Salama bin Abdul Rahman that he heard Abu Huraira say, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever gives a pair of anything in the cause of Allah, he will be called by the gatekeepers of paradise. Oh, so and so, come. Abu Bakr said, O Messenger of Allah, that one who has not lost. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I hope that you will be one of them. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Who among you fasted today? Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, said, I did. He said, Who among you attended a funeral today? Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, said, I did. He said, Who among you fed a poor person today? Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, said, I did. He said, Who among you visited a sick person today? Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, said, I did. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, These qualities are not combined in a man, but he will enter paradise. Chapter On Encouragement to Spend And it is disliked to count how much. It was narrated that Asma' bint Abi Bakr, may Allah be pleased with her, said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to me, Spend and do not count how much, lest Allah count how much he bestows upon you. It was narrated that Asma' said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Spend and do not count how much, lest Allah count how much he bestows upon you, and do not hoard, lest Allah withhold from you. It was narrated from Abed bin Hamza, from Asma' that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said to her, a similar hadith as number 2375. It was narrated from Asma' bint Abi Bakr that she came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, O Prophet of Allah, I do not have anything but that which Az-Zubayr gives me. Is there any sin on me if I spend from what is given to me? He said, Spend whatever you can, and do not hoard, lest Allah withhold from you. Chapter On Encouragement to Give in Charity, Even if it is a little and the little should not be withheld because one thinks it is too little. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to say, O Muslim women, no woman should look down on a gift given by her neighbor, even if it is the meat from a sheep's hoof. Chapter On The Virtue of Concealing What is Given in Charity It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, there are seven whom Allah will shade with his shade on the day where there will be no shade but his. A just ruler, a young man who grows up worshipping Allah, a man whose heart is attached to the masjid, two men who love one another for the sake of Allah, they meet and part on that basis. A man who is called to sin by a woman of status and beauty, but he says, I fear Allah. A man who gives charity so secretly that his right hand does not know what his left hand is giving, and a man who remembers Allah when he is alone and his eyes fill with tears.
It was narrated from Abu Sa'id al-Khudri or from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, A hadith of that of Ubaidullah, number 2380. And he said, A man who is attached to the masjid when he leaves it, until he comes back to it. Chapter on The best of charity is that which is given when one is healthy and inclined to be stingy. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, A man came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and said, O Messenger of Allah, what kind of charity is greatest? He said, To give charity when you are healthy and inclined to be stingy, fearing poverty and hoping to be wealthy. Do not put it off until your soul reaches the throat and you say, Such and such is for so and so, and such and such is for so and so. No, it has already become the property of so and so. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, A man came to the Prophet peace be upon him and said, O Messenger of Allah, what kind of charity brings the greatest reward? He said, By your father I shall tell you. Give charity when you are healthy and inclined to be stingy, fearing poverty and hoping to live, and do not put it off until your soul reaches the throat, and you say, Such and such is for so and so, and such and such is for so and so. No, it has already become the property of so and so. A hadith similar as number 2382 to that of Jarir was narrated by Umar bin al-Qaqa' with this chain, except that he said, What kind of charity is best? Chapter on The upper hand is better than the lower hand, and the upper hand is the one that gives, and the lower hand is the one that receives. It was narrated from Abdullah bin Umar that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, while he was on the mimbar, speaking about charity and refraining from begging, the upper hand is better than the lower hand, and the upper hand is the one that gives, and the lower hand is the one that receives. Hakim bin Hizam narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, the best of charity is that which is given when one can afford it, and the upper hand is better than the lower hand, and start with those who are under your care. It was narrated that Hakim bin Hizam said, I asked the Prophet peace be upon him, and he gave to me. Then I asked him, and he gave to me. Then I asked him, and he gave to me. Then he said, This wealth is green and fresh. Whoever takes it without asking for it, it will be blessed for him. But whoever takes it with longing, it will not be blessed for him, and he will be like the one who eats and is not satisfied, and the upper hand is better than the lower hand. Abu Umama said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, O son of Adam, spending of your surplus wealth is good for you, and withholding it is bad for you. You will not be blamed if you keep what you need to live. Start with those who are under your care and the upper hand is better than the lower hand. Chapter on The Prohibition of Begging Muawiyah said, Be cautious with regard to the narration of a hadith, except a hadith that was in circulation at the time of Umar. For Umar used to make the people fear Allah, the mighty and sublime. I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, If Allah wants good for a person, he causes him to understand Islam. 
And I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, I am just a trustee. If I give to someone willingly, it will be blessed for him. But if I give to someone because he asked for it and was greedy, he will be like the one who eats but is not satisfied. It was narrated that Muawiyah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Do not persist in asking, for by Allah, because there is no one who asks me for something, and gets something by asking me for it while I am reluctant to give it to him, and is blessed therein. It was narrated that Amr bin Dinar said, Wahb bin Munabbih narrated to me when I entered upon him in his house in Sana'a, and he gave me some nuts to eat, that his brother said, I heard Muawiyah bin Abi Sufyan say, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, and he mentioned something similar to number 2390. Humayd bin Abdurrahman bin Auf said, I heard Muawiyah bin Abi Sufyan say, while he was delivering a khutbah, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, When Allah wants good for a person, he causes him to understand Islam. I am just the distributor, and it is Allah who gives. Chapter On The poor person who cannot find enough to make him independent of means, but the people do not realize that he is in need, so they do not give charity to him. It was narrated from Abu Hurairah that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The poor person is not the one who goes around to people and is given a mouthful or two, or a date or two. They said, Then who is the poor person, O Messenger of Allah? He said, the one who cannot find enough to make him independent of means, but the people do not realize that he is in need, so they do not give charity to him, and he does not ask the people for anything. It was narrated from Abu Hurairah that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The poor person is not the one who may be sent away with a date or two, or a mouthful or two. Rather, the poor person is the one who refrains from asking. Recite if you wish. They do not beg of people at all. Quran Surah Al-Baqarah, Chapter 2, Verse 273 Abu Hurairah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, A hadith like that of Ismail, 2394 Chapter On It is disliked to beg from people. It was narrated from Hamza bin Abdullah, from his father, that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, One of you will keep on begging until he meets Allah with not a bit of flesh on his face. A similar report, as number 2396, was narrated from the brother of Az-Zuhri, but he did not mention the word Muza, a bit. It was narrated from Hamza bin Abdullah bin Umar that he heard his father say, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, a man will keep on begging from people until he comes on the day of resurrection with not a bit of flesh on his face. It was narrated that Abu Hurairah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever begs from the people in order to accumulate wealth, it is as if he is asking for a live coal, so let him ask for a little or a lot. It was narrated that Abu Hurairah said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, for one of you to go out and gather firewood on his back, then give it in charity and make himself independent of people thereby, 
is better than asking a man who may give to him or withhold from him. And the upper hand is better than the lower hand. And start with those who are under your care. Qais bin Abi Hazm said, We came to Abu Hurairah and he said, The Prophet peace be upon him said, By Allah, for one of you to go out and carry firewood on his back and sell it. Then he mentioned a hadith similar to the narration of Bayan, number 2400. Abu Hurairah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, If one of you were to tie together a bundle of firewood and carry it on his back and sell it, that would be better for him than asking a man who may give him something or withhold from him. Auf bin Malik al-Ajja'i said, We were with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, nine or eight or seven people, and he said, Will you not pledge allegiance to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? We had only recently pledged our allegiance, so we said, We have sworn our allegiance to you, O Messenger of Allah. He said, Will you not pledge allegiance to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? We said, We have already pledged our allegiance to you, O Messenger of Allah. Then he said, Will you not pledge allegiance to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? We held out our hands and said, We pledge our allegiance to you, O Messenger of Allah. Tell us on what basis should we pledge allegiance to you? He said, On the basis that you will worship Allah and not associate anything with him, and you will perform the five daily prayers, and you will obey Allah. And he whispered, And you will not ask the people for anything. I saw that some of those people, if they dropped a whip, they would not ask anyone to hand it to them. Chapter On The One For Whom It Is Permissible To Ask For Help It was narrated that Qabisa bin Mukhariq al-Hilali said, I incurred a debt in order to reconcile between two parties, and I came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, to ask him for help with it. He said, Stay with us until the charity comes, and we will order that something to be given to you. Then he said, O Qabisa, asking for help is not permissible except in one of three cases. A man who has incurred a debt in order to reconcile between two parties, for whom it is permissible to ask for help until he has paid it off, then he should refrain. A man who has been stricken by a calamity that has destroyed all his wealth, for whom it is permissible to ask for help until he gets enough to get by, or he said, he gets enough to meet his basic needs. And a man who is stricken by poverty, and three men of wisdom among his people acknowledge that so-and-so has been stricken by poverty, then it becomes permissible for him to ask for help, until he gets enough to get by, or he said, to meet his basic needs. Apart from these cases asking for help, O Qabisa, is unlawful, and the one who begs is consuming something unlawful. Chapter On It is permissible to take without asking for it or hoping for it. Umar ibn al-Khattab, may Allah be pleased with him, said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to give us things, and I would say, Give it to the one who is more in need of it than I. Then on one occasion he gave me something, and I said, Give it to the one who is more in need of it than I. And the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Take it. Whatever of this wealth comes to you when you are not hoping for it or asking for it, take it, otherwise do not follow after it. 
It was narrated from Salem bin Abdullah from his father that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to give things to Umar ibn al-Khattab, may Allah be pleased with him. And Umar would say to him, O Messenger of Allah, give it to the one who is more in need of it than me. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to him, Take it and keep it, or give it in charity. Whatever comes to you of this wealth when you are not hoping for it or asking for it, take it. Otherwise, do not hanker after it. Salem said, Because of that, Ibn Umar did not ask anyone for anything, and he did not refuse anything that was given to him. It was narrated from Abdullah ibn Sadi, from Umar ibn al-Khattab, may Allah be pleased with him, from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Ibn Sadi al-Maliki said, Umar ibn al-Khattab, may Allah be pleased with him, appointed me in charge of the charity, and when I had finished with it, and handed it over to him, he ordered that I be given some remuneration. I said, I only did it for the sake of Allah, and my reward is with Allah. He said, Take what is given to you. I was appointed to do some work at the time of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he gave me some remuneration, and I said the same as you have said. But the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to me, If you are given something without asking for it, then take it and give charity. It was narrated that Ibn Sa'di said, Umar ibn al-Khattab, may Allah be pleased with him, appointed me in charge of the charity. A hadith like that of Al-Layth, number 2409. Chapter on. It is disliked to be eager to acquire worldly gains. It was narrated from Abu Hurairah that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The heart of an old man remains young with regard to two things love of life and of wealth. It was narrated from Abu Hurairah that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The heart of an old man remains young with regard to the love of two things, a long life and wealth. It was narrated that Anas said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The son of Adam grows old, but two things remain young in him, desire for wealth and desire for a long life. It was narrated from Anas that the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, said, A similar report as number 2412. A similar report as number 2412 was narrated from Anas bin Malik, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Chapter on. If the son of Adam had two valleys, he would desire a third. It was narrated that Anas said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, If the son of Adam had two valleys of wealth, he would desire a third. But nothing will fill the belly of the son of Adam but dust. And Allah accepts the repentance of the one who repents. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, and I don't know whether it was something that was revealed to him or something that he said similar to what was narrated by Abu Awana, number 2415. It was narrated from Anas that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, If the son of Adam had a valley of gold, he would want to have another valley, but nothing will ever fill his mouth but dust. And Allah accepts the repentance of the one who repents. Ibn Abbas said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, if the son of Adam had a valley full of wealth, he would want to have another, 
but nothing will satisfy the son of Adam but dust, and Allah accepts the repentance of the one who repents. Ibn Abbas said, I do not know whether this is from the Quran or not. According to the report of Zuhair, he said, I do not know whether it is from the Quran, and he did not mention Ibn Abbas. It was narrated from Abu Harb bin Abi al-Aswad that his father said, Abu Musa al-Ash'ari was sent to the reciters of the people of al-Basra, and 300 men who had memorized the Quran entered upon him. He said, You are the best of people of al-Basra and their reciters, so recite it. But do not let a long life cause your hearts to become hardened as did the hearts of those who came before you. We used to recite a surah which we likened in length and power to surah bara'ah at tawbah. Then I was caused to forget it. But I remember of it the words, If the son of Adam had two valleys of wealth, he would desire a third. But nothing will fill the belly of the son of Adam but dust. And we used to recite a surah which was likened to the one of the Musabihat, but I was caused to forget it. But I remember from it the words, O you who believe, why do you say that which you do not do? Quran, Surah As-Saf, chapter 61, verse 2. It will be written as a testimony on your necks, and you will be questioned about it on the day of resurrection. Chapter On the virtue of contentment and encouragement thereof. It was narrated that Abu Hurairah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Richness is not abundance of worldly goods, rather richness is richness of the heart. Chapter On Warning Against Being Deceived by the Splendor and Luxury of This World Abu Sa'id al-Khudri said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, stood up and addressed the people and said, No, by Allah, I do not fear for you, O people, anything but that which Allah will bring forth for you of the splendor of the life of this world. A man said, O Messenger of Allah, does good produce evil? The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, remained silent for a moment. Then he said, What did you say? He said, I said, O Messenger of Allah, does good produce evil? The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to him, Good does not produce anything but good or better than that. Everything that grows in the spring may either kill or make animals sick. Except if an animal eats its fill of greenery, it eats. Then when its flanks are stretched, it turns to face the sun and defecates or urinates. Then it chews its cud. Then it comes back and eats more. Whoever acquires wealth lawfully, it will be blessed for him. But whoever takes wealth unlawfully, he is like the one who eats and is never satisfied. It was narrated from Abu Sa'id al-Khudri that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, What I fear for you the most is that which Allah will bring forth for you of the splendor of life of this world. They said, what is the splendor of the life of this world, O Messenger of Allah? He said, The blessings of the earth. They said, O Messenger of Allah, does good produce evil? He said, Good produces nothing but good. Good produces nothing but good. Good produces nothing but good. Everything that grows in the spring may either kill or make the animals sick. Except if an animal eats its fill of greenery, it eats. Then when its flanks are stretched, 
it turns to face the sun, then it chews its cud and urinates and defecates, then it goes back and eats again. This wealth is fresh and sweet. Whoever acquires it lawfully and spends it lawfully, what a good help he is. But whoever acquires it unlawfully will be like the one who eats and is never satisfied. It was narrated that Abu Sa'id al-Khudri said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, sat on the mimbar, and we sat around him, and he said, One of the things that I fear for you after I am gone is the splendor and the adornment of the life of this world that will be made available to you. A man said, Does good produce evil, O Messenger of Allah? The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, remained silent, and it was said to that man, What is the matter with you? Why do you speak to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, when he does not speak to you? We thought that he, peace be upon him, was receiving revelation. Then he came to and wiped away the sweat and said, Where is the one who is asking? As if he was praising him. Then he said, Good does not produce evil. Everything that grows in the spring may either kill or make the animals sick, except if an animal eats its fill of greenery. It eats until when its flanks are stretched. It turns to face the sun and defecates and urinates. Then it grazes. This wealth is fresh and sweet. What a good companion he is to the Muslim who gives it to the poor, orphans and wayfarers. Whoever acquires it unlawfully is like the one who eats and is not satisfied, and it will be a witness against him on the day of resurrection. Chapter On the virtue of refraining from asking and being patient and content. It was narrated from Abu Sa'id al-Khudri that some people from among the Ansar asked the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he gave them. Then they asked him, and he gave them. Until what he had was exhausted, he said, Whatever I have of good, I will never withhold from you. But whoever refrains from asking, Allah will make him content. Whoever seeks to be independent of means, Allah will make him independent. And whoever is patient, Allah will bestow patience upon him. And no one is ever given anything better and more generous than patience. A similar report, as number 2424, was narrated from Az-Zuhri with this chain. Chapter on Sufficient Provision and Contentment it was narrated from Abdullah bin Amr ibn al-As that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, He has succeeded who accepts Islam and is given sufficient provision, and Allah makes him content with what he has given him. It was narrated that Abu Hurairah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Allahumma ja'al rizqa ali Muhammadin quta. O Allah, make the provision of the family of Muhammad no more than sufficient. Chapter on Giving to those whose hearts have been inclined towards Islam, and to those for whose faith there is fear if they are not given anything, and putting up with the one who asks rudely due to ignorance, and the khawarij and rulings regarding them. It was narrated that Salman bin Rabi'ah said, Umar ibn al-Khattab, may Allah be pleased with him, said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, shared out some wealth, and I said, By Allah, O Messenger of Allah, others deserve to have it more than these people. He said, They gave me the choice of having them ask importunately, or regard me as a miser, 
and I am not a miser. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, I was walking with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he was wearing an Ajrani Rida' with a thick border. A Bedouin came up to him and roughly grabbed him by his Rida' and I could see the marks left on the neck of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, by the border of his Rida' because of the rough manner in which he grabbed him. Then he said, O Muhammad, order that I be given some of the wealth of Allah that is with you. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, turned to him and smiled. Then he ordered that he be given something. This hadith was narrated from Anas bin Malik, from the Prophet, peace be upon him, a hadith similar to number 2430. In the hadith of Akrimah bin Ammar is the addition, Then he grabbed him, and the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, was pulled backwards towards that Bedouin. In the hadith of Hammam, he grabbed him so roughly that the burd tore, and its border was left around the neck of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Al-Miswar bin Makhrama said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, distributed some cloaks, and he did not give anything to Makhrama. Makhrama said, O oh my son, let us go to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. So I went with him, and he said, Go in and call him for me. So I called him, and he, peace be upon him, came out wearing one of those cloaks and said, I kept this one for you. He looked at him and said, Makhrama is pleased. It was narrated that Al-Miswar bin Makhrama said, Some cloaks were brought to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And my father Makhrama said to me, Let us go to him. Perhaps he will give us one of them. My father stood at the door and spoke. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, recognized his voice and came out, carrying a cloak and displaying it to him, and saying, I kept this one for you. I kept this one for you. Chapter On Giving to One for Whose Faith One Fears It was narrated from Sa'd, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, gave something to a group of people among whom I was sitting. And the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, left out one man without giving him anything, and he was the best of them in my view. I went to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and whispered to him, O Messenger of Allah, what about so and so? By Allah, I think that he is a believer. He said, Or a Muslim. I remained silent for a while, then what I knew of him got the better of me, and I said, O Messenger of Allah, what about so and so? By Allah, I think that he is a believer. He said, Or a Muslim. I remained silent for a while. Then what I knew of him got the better of me. And I said, O Messenger of Allah, what about so and so? By Allah, I think that he is a believer. He said, Or a Muslim. He said, I may give something to a man, although someone else is dearer to me than him lest he be thrown into the fire on his face. In the hadith of Al-Hulwani, the words are repeated twice. A hadith similar to that of Salih, number 2433, from Az-Zuhri, was narrated by others from Az-Zuhri with this chain. It was narrated that Ismail bin Muhammad bin Sa'd said, I heard Muhammad bin Sa'd narrating this, meaning the hadith of Az-Zuhri, which is quoted above. Number 2434. And in his hadith, he said, 
The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, struck me with his hand between my neck and my shoulder. Then he said, Are you arguing, O Sa'd, because I give something to a man? Chapter On Giving to those whose hearts have been inclined towards Islam and urging those whose faith is strong to show patience. It was narrated from Yunus from Ibn Shihab, who said, Anas bin Malik informed me that on the day of Hunayn, when Allah granted the wealth of Hawazin as fate to his messenger, peace be upon him, and the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, started to distribute it, giving 100 camels to some men of the Quraysh. Some people among the Ansar said, May Allah forgive the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He has given to the Quraysh and he has ignored us, while our swords are still dripping with their blood. Footnote. The word fate normally refers to spoils of war that were acquired without fighting. Anas bin Malik said, The messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was told about what they had said. And he summoned the Ansar to a tent made of leather. When they had gathered, he came to them and addressed them, and said, What is this that I have heard you are saying? The Fuqaha, the learned and wise, among the Ansar said, As for the wise ones among us, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon you, they did not say anything, but some of us are young in age, and they said, May Allah forgive the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, he has given the Quraysh and he has ignored us, while our swords are still dripping with their blood. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I give to men who have only recently left disbelief behind, so as to incline their hearts towards faith. Does it not please you that the people are leaving with the wealth, while you are leaving with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? By Allah, what you are returning with is better than what they are returning with, they said, Yes, O Messenger of Allah, we are pleased. He said, You are going to see others being preferred over you. So be patient until you meet Allah and His Messenger, for I will be at the cistern, Hawdul Kawthar. They said, We will be patient. It was narrated from Salah, from Ibn Shihab, who said, Anas bin Malik narrated to me, he said, when Allah granted the wealth of Hawazin to his messenger as fate, and he quoted a similar hadith as number 2437, except that he said, Anas said, We could not bear it. And he said, As for some people who were young in age. The nephew of Ibn Abi Shihab narrated that his paternal uncle said, Anas bin Malik told me, and he quoted a similar hadith as number 2437, except that he said, Anas said, they said, we will be patient, like the report of Yunus from Az-Zuhri. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, gathered the Ansar and said, is there anyone else among you? They said, no, except the son of a sister of ours. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The son of the sister of a people is one of them. Then he said, The Quraysh have only recently left Jahiliyyah behind and have suffered a calamity, and I wanted to help them and soften their hearts towards faith. Does it not please you that the people are going back with worldly gains, and you are going back to your houses with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? 
If the people were to follow a valley and the Ansar were to follow a mountain pass, I would follow the mountain pass of the Ansar. Anas bin Malik said, When Mecca was conquered, the spoils were divided among the Quraysh. The Ansar said, This is strange. Our swords are still dripping with their blood, and our spoils have been given to them. News of that reached the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. So he gathered them together and said, What is this that I have heard about you? They said, It is what you have heard, and they would not tell lies. He said, Does it not please you that the people are going back to their houses with worldly gains, while you are going back to your houses with the Messenger of Allah? If the people were to follow a valley or mountain pass, and the Ansar were to follow a valley or mountain pass, I would follow the valley or mountain pass of the Ansar. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, On the day of the Battle of Hunayn, Hawazin, Ghatafan, and others came with their children and flocks, and on that day the Prophet, peace be upon him, had ten thousand with him, as well as the Tulaqa. They fled from him until he was left on his own. On that day he gave two calls, with nothing in between them. He turned to his right and said, O Ansar, and they said, Here we are at your service, O Messenger of Allah. Be of good cheer, for we are with you. Then he turned to his left and said, O Ansar. And they said, Here we are at your service, O Messenger of Allah. Be of good cheer, for we are with you. He was riding a white mule. Then he dismounted and said, I am the slave of Allah and his messenger. Then the idolaters were defeated, and the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, acquired a great amount of spoils of war. He divided it among the muhajirin and the tulaqa', and he did not give the ansar anything. Footnote. The word tulaqa' means those who had been set free following the conquest of Mecca. The ansar said, At the hour of need we are called, then the spoils are given to others. News of that reached him, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. So he summoned them to a tent and said, O Ansar, what is this that I have heard you are saying? They remained silent. He said, O Ansar, does it not please you that the people are leaving with worldly gains, but you are leaving with Muhammad and taking him to your houses? They said, Yes, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon you. We are pleased. He said, If the people were to follow a valley, and the Ansar were to follow a mountain pass, I would take the mountain pass of the Ansar. Hisham, a narrator, said, I said, O Abu Hamza, did you witness that? He said, How could I be elsewhere? Footnote, Abu Hamza, referring to Anas bin Malik. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, We conquered Mecca. Then we attacked Hunayn, and the idolaters came in the best ranks I have ever seen. They lined up their cavalry, then the infantry, then the women behind them, then the sheep, then the other livestock. We were a large number of people, some 6,000, and our cavalry was led by Khalid ibn al-Walid. Our cavalry scattered behind our backs, and we could hardly stand firm when we were exposed by our cavalry. The Bedouin and those whom we know among the people fled. And the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, called out, O Muhajirin, O Muhajirin. Then he called out, O Ansar, O Ansar. Anas said, This is the hadith of Umayyah. He said, We said, Here we are at your service, O Messenger of Allah. 
The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, advanced, and we did not come to them before Allah defeated them. We seized that wealth, then we set off towards At-Ta'if, which we besieged for forty days. Then we went back to Mecca and stayed there. And the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, started to give some men one hundred camels. Then he mentioned the rest of the hadith, similar to the ahadith of Qatada, Abu Tayyah, and Hisham bin Zayd, number 2439, 2440, 2441. Footnote. The word Umayyah has been interpreted and recited in different ways. It was narrated that Rafa' bin Khadij said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, gave 100 camels each to Abu Sufyan bin Harb, Safwan bin Umayyah, Uyayna bin Hisn, and Al-Aqra bin Habis, and he gave less than that to Abbas bin Mirdas. Abbas bin Mirdas said in verse, You allot my share of the spoils and that of my horse between Uyayna and Al-Aqra. But neither Uyayna nor Al-Aqra are of any higher standing than Midras in the assembly. I am in no way inferior to either of them, and he who accepts a lower status today will not be elevated. So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, completed 100 for him. It was narrated from Omar bin Sa'id bin Masruq with this chain. The Prophet, peace be upon him, distributed the spoils of Hunayn, and he gave Abu Sufyan bin Harb 100 camels, and he quoted a similar hadith as number 2443, and he gave Al-Qama bin Ulatha 100. Umar bin Sa'id narrated it with this chain, but he did not mention Al-Qama bin Ulatha or Safwan bin Umayyah in his hadith, nor did he quote the poetry. It was narrated from Abdullah bin Zayd that when the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, conquered Hunayn, he distributed the spoils and he gave to those whose hearts had been inclined towards Islam. Then he heard that the Ansar would have liked to have got what the people had got. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, stood up and addressed them. He praised and glorified Allah. Then he said, O Ansar, did I not find you astray? Then Allah guided you through me. Were you not destitute? Then Allah made you rich through me. Were you not divided? Then Allah united you through me. They said, Allah and his Messenger are the most generous. He said, Are you not going to answer me? They said, Allah and his Messenger are most generous. He said, If you wish you may say such and such, and such and such happened. He mentioned a number of things, but Amr said that he did not remember them. Then he said, Does it not please you that the people are leaving with sheep and camels, and you are leaving with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? The Ansar are inner garments, and the people are outer garments. Were it not for the Hijrah, I would have been one of the Ansar. If the people were to follow a valley or mountain pass, I would follow the valley or mountain pass of the Ansar. After I am gone, you are going to see others being preferred to you, but be patient until you meet me at the cistern. It was narrated that Abdullah said, On the day of the Battle of Hunayn, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, showed preference to some people in distributing the spoils of war. He gave 100 camels to Al-Aqra bin Habis, and a similar amount to Uyayna, and he gave to some prominent people among the Arabs, and he showed preference to them in giving on that day. A man said, By Allah, 
There is no justice in this division of the spoils of war, and it has not been done for the face of Allah. I said, By Allah, I am going to tell the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. So I went to him and told him what the man had said. His face changed until it was like blood. Then he said, Who will be just if Allah and his Messenger are not just? Then he said, May Allah have mercy on Musa, for he was troubled with more than this and he remained patient. I said, I will not tell him of anything that people say after this. It was narrated that Abdullah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, distributed some spoils of war, and a man said, This division was not done for the face of Allah. I went to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and whispered to him, and he got very angry at that, and his face turned red, until I wished that I had not told him. Then he said, Musa was troubled with more than this, and he remained patient. Chapter on the Khawarij and their attributes. It was narrated that Jabir bin Abdullah said, A man came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, in Al-Jarana, when he was in his way back from Hunayn. In the cloak of Bilal there was some silver, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was giving handfuls of it to the people. He said, O Muhammad, be fair. He said, Woe to you! Who will be fair if I am not fair? I will be doomed and lost if I am not fair. Umar ibn al-Khattab, may Allah be pleased with him, said, O Messenger of Allah, let me kill this hypocrite. He said, Allah forbid that the people should say that I kill my companions. This man and his like read the Qur'an, but it does not go any further than their throats, and they pass through it like an arrow passing through the prey. It was narrated from Jabir bin Abdullah that the Prophet peace be upon him was distributing some spoils of war, and he quoted the same hadith as number 2449. It was narrated that Abu Sa'id al-Khudri said, While he was in Yemen, Ali, may Allah be pleased with him, sent some gold, still encased in earth, to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, distributed it among four men, Al-Aqra bin Habis al-Hanzali, Uyayna bin Badr al-Fazari, Al-Qama bin Ulath al-Amiri, who was one of Banu Kilab, and Zayd al-Khayr al-Ta'i, who was one of Banu Nabhan. The Quraysh got angry and said, He gives to the chiefs of Najd and ignores us? The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I only did that in order to incline their hearts towards faith. There came a man with a thick beard, prominent cheeks, sunken eyes, a prominent forehead, and a shaven head, who said, Fear Allah, O Muhammad. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, who will obey Allah if I disobey him? Would he trust me with the people of the earth, but you do not trust me? Then the man turned and left, and a man who was among the people asked for permission to kill him. They think that he was Khalid ibn al-Walid. Then the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Among the progeny of this man will be people who will recite the Qur'an, but it will not go any further than their throats. They will kill the people of Islam and leave the idol worshippers alone. They will pass through Islam as an arrow passes through the prey. If I live to see them, then I will certainly kill them like Ad. Abu Sa'id al-Khudri said, 
Ali ibn Abi Talib sent to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, some gold from Yemen in a tanned leather bag that had not been purified of the earth clinging to it. He distributed it among four men. Uyayna bin Badr, Al-Aqra bin Habis, Zayd al-Khayl, and the fourth was either Al-Qama bin Ulatha or Amir bin At-Tufayl. One of his companions said, We had more right to it than these men. News of that reached the Prophet, peace be upon him, and he said, Do you not trust me, when I am the trustee of the one who is above the heaven, and the news of heaven comes to me morning and evening? A man with sunken eyes, prominent cheeks, and high forehead, a thick beard and shaven head, stood up, folding his izar up, and said, O Messenger of Allah, fear Allah. He said, Woe to you! Am I not the one who should fear Allah the most among the people of the earth? Then the man turned and left. And Khalid ibn al-Walid said, O Messenger of Allah, should I strike his neck, kill him? He said, No, perhaps he prays. Khalid said, How many of those who pray say with their tongues what is not in their hearts? The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I have not been commanded to check people's hearts or split open their bellies. Then he looked at him as he was going back and said, From among the progeny of this man will emerge people who recite the Book of Allah fluently, but it will not go any further than their throats. They will pass out of their religion as an arrow passes out of the prey. He, one of the narrators, said, I think he said, If I live to see them, then I will certainly kill them like the killing of Thamud. It was narrated from Umar bin al-Qaqa with this chain, a similar hadith as number 2452, and he said, And Al-Qama bin Ulatha, and he did not mention Amr ibn al-Tufayl, and he said, Prominent forehead, he did not say, Hi. And he added, Umar ibn al-Khattab, may Allah be pleased with him, stood up and said, O Messenger of Allah, Shall I not strike his neck? He said, No. Then he turned away, and Khalid, the sword of Allah, stood up and said, O Messenger of Allah, shall I not strike his neck? He said, No. There will emerge from the progeny of this man people who recite the Book of Allah fluently. And Umara said, I think he said, If I live to see them, then I will certainly kill them like the killing of Thamud. It was narrated from Umar bin al-Qaqa with this chain, a similar hadith as number 2452, and he said, Between four men, Zayd al-Khayl, al-Aqra bin Habis, Uyayna bin Hisn, and Al-Qama bin Ulatha, or Amir ibn Tufayl, and he said, A high forehead, like the report of Abdul Wahid, and he said, there will emerge from the progeny of this man people who, but he did not say, If I live to see them, then I will certainly kill them like the killing of Thamud. It was narrated from Abu Salama and Ata bin Yasur that they came to Abu Sa'id al-Khudri and asked him about al-Haruriyah. Did you hear the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, mention them? He said, I do not know who al-Haruriyah are. But I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, There will emerge among this Ummah, and he did not say, from them.
People in comparison to whose prayer you will regard your prayer as insignificant. They will recite the Qur'an, but it will not go any further than their throats. They will pass out of Islam like an arrow passes out of the prey. Then the archer looks at his arrow, at its tip and its end, and at its notch, wondering whether there are any traces of blood on it. It was narrated that Abu Sa'id al-Khudri said, While we were with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he was distributing some wealth, Dhul Khuwaisura, a man from Banu Tamim, came and said, O Messenger of Allah, be fair. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Woe to you! Who will be fair if I am not fair? I will be doomed and lost if I am not fair. Umar ibn al-Khattab, may Allah be pleased with him, said, O Messenger of Allah, give me permission to strike his neck. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Let him be, for he has companions, in comparison to whose prayer one of you would regard his prayer as insignificant, and he would regard his fasting as insignificant in comparison to their fasting. They recite the Qur'an, but it does not go any further than their collar bones. They will pass out of Islam as an arrow passes out of the prey. And he, the archer, looks at the tip of it, and there is nothing on it. Then he looks at the sinews which tie the arrowhead to the shaft, and there is nothing on them. Then he looks at its base, and there is nothing on it. Then he looks at its feathers, and there is nothing on them, because it has gone too fast to be smeared with the excrement or blood. Their sign will be a black man one of whose upper arms will be like a woman's breast or like a piece of quivering flesh. They will emerge when there is division among the people. Abu Sa'id said, I bear witness that I heard this from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and I bear witness that Ali ibn Abi Talib, may Allah be pleased with him, fought them when I was with him. He ordered that this man be sought, and he was found and brought. And I looked at him and saw that he was just as the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had described him. It was narrated from Abu Sa'id that the Prophet, peace be upon him, mentioned some people who would be among his ummah. They would emerge when there is division among the people, and their distinguishing feature would be shaving. He said, They are the most evil of people, or said, They are among the most evil of people and the group that is closer to the truth will kill them. The Prophet, peace be upon him, gave a likeness of them, or he said, A man shoots at the prey, or the target. Then he looks at the arrow and does not see any sign of blood. He looks at the lowest end of the arrow and does not see any sign of blood. He looks at the notch and does not see any sign of blood. Abu Sa'id said, And you have killed them, O people of Al-Iraq. Footnote. Here shaving means shaving their heads. See hadith number 2472. It was narrated that Abu Sa'id al-Khudri said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, A group will secede from my ummah at the time of division among the Muslims, and they will be killed by the group that is closer to the truth. It was narrated that Abu Sa'id al-Khudri said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, There will be among my ummah two groups, from among whom a third group will secede, and they will be killed by those who are closer to the truth.
It was narrated from Abu Sa'id al-Khudri that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, A group will secede at the time of division among the people, and they will be killed by the group that is closer to the truth. It was narrated from Abu Sa'id al-Khudri in the hadith from the Prophet, peace be upon him, in which he mentioned people who would emerge at the time of division, and they would be killed by the group that is closer to the truth. Chapter On Exhortation to Kill the Khawarij Ali said, When I narrate to you from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, it would be dearer to me to be thrown down from the sky than to attribute to him something that he did not say. But if I speak between you and I, then war is deceit. I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, There will emerge at the end of time people who are young in age and foolishly immature, but their speech will be like the best of people. They will recite the Qur'an, but it will not go any further than their throats, and they will pass out of the religion as an arrow passes out of the prey. If you encounter them, then kill them, for killing them brings to the one who kills them reward with Allah on the day of resurrection. A similar report, as number 2462, was narrated from Al-Amash with this chain. It was narrated from Al-Amash with this chain, a hadith similar to number 2462, but their hadith does not say, they will pass out of the faith like an arrow passes out of the prey. It was narrated from Abida that Ali mentioned the Khawarij and said, among them is a man with a defective arm, or a small arm. If you would exercise restraint, I would tell you what Allah promised on the tongue of Muhammad, peace be upon him, to those who killed them. I said, Did you hear that from Muhammad, peace be upon him? He said, Yes, by the Lord of the Kaaba. Yes, by the Lord of the Kaaba. Yes, by the Lord of the Kaaba. It was narrated that Abida said, I only tell you what I heard from him. Then he narrated from Ali a hadith similar to that of Ayyub, number 2464. Zayd bin Wahb al-Juhani narrated that he was in the army that was with Ali, may Allah be pleased with him, which went to deal with the Khawarij. Ali said, O people, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, there will emerge some people from my ummah who will recite the Qur'an, and your citation will seem insignificant in comparison to theirs, and your prayer would seem insignificant in comparison to theirs, and your fasting would seem insignificant in comparison to theirs. They will recite the Qur'an, thinking that it is in their favor, when in fact it is against them, and their prayer will not go any further than their collarbones. They will pass out of Islam as an arrow passes out of the prey. If the army which encounters them knew what has been decreed for them on the tongue of their prophet, peace be upon him, they would rely upon that action. The sign of that is that among them there is a man who has an upper arm but no forearm, and the end of his upper arm is like a nipple with white hairs. You will go to Muawiyah and the people of Ashem, and you will leave these people to look after your families and wealth. By Allah, I believe that these people are the people in question, for they have shed forbidden blood and raided the flocks of the people. So march forth in the name of Allah. Salama bin Kuhail said, 
Zayd bin Wahb described to me the stops made by the army until he said, Then we crossed a bridge, and when we met the Khawarij, who were being led that day by Abdullah bin Wahb al-Rasibi, he, Abdullah, said to his men, Throw your spears and draw your swords from their sheaths, for I am afraid that they may urge you to negotiate as they did on the day of the battle of Harawra. So they went back and threw their spears and unsheathed their swords, and the companions of Ali fought back with their spears, and the Khawarij were killed and piled up one on top of another. But only two of the people, companions of Ali, were killed that day. Ali, may Allah be pleased with him, said, See if the deformed one is among them. So they looked, but they did not find him. Ali, may Allah be pleased with him, stood up himself and looked until he came to some people who had been killed and piled up one on top of another. And he said, Search them till the last man. They found him next to the earth at the bottom of the heap. And Ali said the takbir. Then he said, Allah spoke the truth and his messenger conveyed it. Then Abida al-Salmani went to him and said, O commander of the believers, by Allah, besides whom there is none worthy of worship, did ye hear this hadith from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? Then he repeated his question three times, and Ali affirmed it each time. It was narrated from Ubaidullah bin Abi Rafa, the freed slave of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, that when the Harawriya rebelled, he was with Ali bin Abi Talib, may Allah be pleased with him. They said, there is no command but that of Allah. Ali said, These are true words being used for false purposes. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, described some people, and I recognize their characteristics in these people. They will speak the truth on their tongues, but it will not go any further than this. And he pointed to his throat. And they are the most hated of Allah's creation to him. Among them will be a black man one of whose arms is like the teeth of a sheep, or a nipple. When Ali bin Abi Talib, may Allah be pleased with him, killed them, he said, Look for that man. They looked, but did not find anything. He told them, Go back, for by Allah, I did not lie, nor was I lied to. He said this two or three times. Then they found him in a ruin, and they brought him and placed him before him. Ubaidullah said, I was present when that happened, and Ali said that to them. Yunus added in his report, Bukair said, And a man narrated to me from Ibn Hunayn that he said, I saw that black man. Chapter On The Khawarij are the most evil of people and of all creation. It was narrated that Abu Dhar said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, after me, among my ummah, there will be people who recite the Qur'an, but it does not go any further than their throats. They will pass out of the religion as an arrow passes out of the prey. Then they will not return to it. They are the most evil of mankind and of all creation. Ibn Samit said, I met Rafa bin Amr al-Ghifari, the brother of al-Hakam al-Ghifari, and I said, what is this hadith that I have heard from Abu Dhar saying such and such? And I quoted this hadith to him. He said, I heard it from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him too. It was narrated that Yusayr bin Amr said, I asked Sahl bin Hunayf, 
Did you hear the Prophet, peace be upon him, mention the Khawarij? He said, I heard him, and he gestured towards the east, say, People who recite the Qur'an on their lips, but it will not go past their collarbones. They will pass out of the religion as an arrow passes out of the prey. Sulaiman al-Shaybani narrated it with this chain, a similar hadith as number 2470, and he said, Many groups will emerge therefrom. It was narrated from Sahl ibn Hunayf that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, There will be people in the East who will go astray. They have shaven heads. Chapter 1 Zakat is forbidden for the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him and his family, and they are Banu Hashim and Banu Al-Muttalib and no one else. Abu Huraira said, Al-Hasam bin Ali took a date from the dates that had been given in charity and put it in his mouth. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, No, no, put it down. Don't you know that we do not consume charity? It was narrated from Shu'bah with this chain, a similar hadith as number 2473, and he said, The charity is not permissible for us. It was narrated from Shu'bah with this chain, a similar hadith as number 2473. As Ibn Mu'adh said, we do not consume charity. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I go to my family and I find a date lying on my bed and I pick it up to eat it. Then I fear that it may be charity, so I put it down. It was narrated that Hammam bin Munabih said, This is what Abu Huraira narrated from Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And he quoted a number of ahadith, including the following. And he said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, By Allah, I go back to my family and I find a date lying on my bed, or in my house, and I pick it up to eat it. Then I fear that it may be charity or from charity, so I put it down. It was narrated from Anas bin Malik that the Prophet, peace be upon him, found a date and said, Were it not that it may be from a charity, I would eat it. Anas bin Malik narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, passed by a date on the road and said, Were it not that it may be from the charity, I would eat it. It was narrated from Anas that the Prophet, peace be upon him, found a date and said, were it not that it may be charity, I would eat it. Chapter 1 Not Appointing the Family of the Prophet, peace be upon him, in charge of the charity. Abdul Muttalib bin Rabi'ah bin al Harith narrated Rabi'ah bin al Harith and al Abbas bin Abdul Muttalib got together and said, By Allah, why don't we send these two young men, meaning myself and Al Fadl bin Abbas? to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, to speak to him, so that he will appoint them in charge of this charity. Then they would do what the people do and get what the people get. While they were discussing that, Ali ibn Abi Talib came and stood in front of them. They mentioned that to him, and Ali ibn Abi Talib said, Do not do that, for by Allah he will not do that. Rabi'ah bin al-Harith turned to him and said, 
By Allah, you are only saying this because you feel jealous of us. By Allah, when you became the son-in-law of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, we did not feel jealous of you. Ali said, Send them. So they went, and Ali lay down. He said, When the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had prayed dhuhr, we went ahead of him to the apartment and stood at the door until he came. He took hold of our ears, then said, Tell me what you want to say. Then he went in, and we entered upon him. And on that day, he was at the house of Zainab bin Tijash. Each of us urged the other to speak. Then one of us spoke and said, O Messenger of Allah, you are the kindest of people, and the best in upholding ties of kinship. We have reached the age of marriage, and we have come so that you might appoint us in charge of some of this charity, so that we may do for you what the people do, and get what they get. He remained silent for a long time, until he wanted to speak again. But Zainab gestured to us from behind the curtain not to speak. Then he said, The charity is not appropriate for the family of Muhammad, rather it is the dirt of the people. Call Mahmiya for me, who was in charge of the Khums, and Naufal bin Harith bin Abdul Muttalib. They came, and he said to Mahmiya, Give your daughter in marriage to this young man, meaning Al-Fadl bin Abbas. And he did so. And he said to Naufal bin Al-Harith, Give your daughter in marriage to this young man, meaning myself. And he did so. And he said to Mahmiya, Give the gift, the mahr. For them from the Khums, such and such an amount. As Zuhri, one of the narrators, said, and he did not tell me how much it was. Abdul Muttalib bin Rabi'ah bin Al Harith bin Abdul Muttalib narrated that his father, Rabi'ah bin Al Harith bin Abdul Muttalib, and Al Abbas bin Abdul Muttalib, said to Abdul Muttalib bin Rabi'ah and Al Fadl bin Abbas, Go to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And he quoted a hadith like that of Malik, number 2481. And he said in it, Ali spread his rida' and lay down on it. And he said, I am Abu Hassan, the chief, and by Allah, I will not move from my place until your two sons come back to you with the reply to the request which you sent them to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And he said in the hadith, Then he said to us, this charity is the dirt of the people, and it is not permissible for Muhammad, nor for the family of Muhammad, peace be upon him. And he said, Then the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Call Mahmiya bin Jaz for me. He was a man from Banu Asad, whom the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had appointed in charge of the Khums. Chapter 1 Gifts are permissible for the Prophet, peace be upon him, and Banu Hashim, and Banu Al-Muttalib, even if the giver acquired it by way of charity. When the recipient takes possession of charity, it is no longer described as charity, and it is permissible for anyone for whom charity is otherwise unlawful. Ubaid bin al-Sabbaq said, Juwayriya, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, told him that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, entered upon her and said, Is there any food? She said, No, by Allah, O Messenger of Allah, we do not have any food except a bone of mutton that was given to our freed slave woman from the charity. He said, 
bring it, for it has reached its destination. A similar report as number 2483 was narrated from Az-Zuhri with this chain. Anas bin Malik said, Barira gave the Prophet peace be upon him some meat that had been given to her in charity, and he said, It is charity for her and a gift for us. It was narrated from Aisha, some beef was brought to the Prophet peace be upon him, and it was said, This is what was given in charity to Barira. He said, It is charity for her and a gift for us. It was narrated that Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, said, Three rulings were issued with regard to Barira. The people used to give her charity, and she would give it to us as gifts. I mentioned that to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, It is charity for her, and a gift for you, so eat it. A similar report was narrated from Aisha, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. A similar report as number 2487 with a different chain was narrated from Aisha from the Prophet peace be upon him, except that he said, It is a gift to us from her. It was narrated that Umm Atiyah said, The Messenger of Allah peace be upon him sent a sheep from the charity to me, and I sent some of it to Aisha. When the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him came to Aisha, he said, do you have anything to eat? She said, No, except that Nusayba sent us some of the sheep which you had sent to her. He said, It has reached its destination. Chapter On The Prophet, peace be upon him, accepted gifts but refused charity. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that when food was brought to the Prophet, peace be upon him, he would ask about it. If it was said that it was a gift, he would eat from it, but if it was said that it was charity, he would not eat from it. Chapter On The Supplication for the One Who Brings Charity Abdullah bin Abi Awfa said, When the people brought their charity to him, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, would say, Allahumma salli alayhim, O Allah, bless them. My father Abu Awfa brought some charity to him, and he said, Allahumma salli ala Ali Awfa. Bless the family of Abu Awfa. It was narrated from Shu'bah with this chain, except that he said, Salli alayhim. Bless them. Footnote. Here, Salli alayhim, meaning rather than, Bless the family of Abu Awfa. Chapter on Pleasing the Zakat Collector Unless He Asks for Something Unlawful. It was narrated that Jarir bin Abdullah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, When the Musaddiq, zakat collector, comes to you, let him depart from you while he is pleased with you.